The last area that we've focused on for team selling is really our partner selling. Okay. Think, you know, our partners are an extension of our team in my eyes because, you know, they are ultimately, uh, you know, have skin in the game. They partnered with us for a reason. And so how do we get more out of them? Um, and how do we return that favor? You're listening to Digital Conversations with Billy Bateman, the demand gen leader source for the latest revenue strategies presented by Chat Funnels. All right, everyone, welcome to the show today. I'm your host, Billy Bateman, and today I am joined by the one and only Chris Rudarep. Chris, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me, Billy. I'm doing really well today. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so. So Chris is the CEO and co-founder at Sendoso, and uh, you you got an interesting background. You guys do really cool things at Sendoso. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know about you or Sendoso, like tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so Sendoso is a sending platform that helps other companies send out direct mail, corporate gifts, swag, you name it, we can help you send it. Um, and it's a mix of integrations into your tech stack, your CRM, your marketing tools, a you know, platform where you can track analytics and see all the results, as well as a marketplace of all the different gifts under one single uh, software, and then fulfillment and logistics behind the scenes to get everything delivered. Awesome, awesome. How'd you how'd you guys get started with Sendosa? What was the genesis? Yeah, so I was in sales for about 10 years prior to starting the company, and I found myself uh, trying to get more creative um, and breaking through that kind of noisy inbox. And I started sending out handwritten notes. I'd grab swag from the swag closet. I'd go find quirky gifts off of Amazon and it all worked really well. It was just super time consuming. You know, my boss would always be like, what are these weird expense reports from Amazon or, you know, it was, uh, but it worked well. And so I had this epiphany of like, why can't I just click a button in Salesforce and send something out? And that was kind of the aha moment. And when I did some research and saw that it, you know, already there was hundreds of billions being spent. Um, it was just kind of offline, siloed, manual spreadsheets. And so I realized that there should be some modern software. And, uh, you know, here we are a handful of years later. And we're, you know, about 500 employees. We just announced 100 million Series C last week. And yeah. so we've just seen some awesome uh, momentum and progress uh, over the last couple of years. Awesome. Awesome. You guys are doing great work. I love what you guys do. And uh, I think... I think you got to get out of the noise of just the inbox. I mean, I get 20, 30 cold emails a day and mm-hmm. 99% of them is just like delete, delete, delete. Exactly. Maybe that one's really spammy. Market is junk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when people send something, I'm like, okay, yeah. like, like, let's at least look at what they're selling. Exactly. At least grabs your attention. And I think that's the big thing is how do you grab attention? Um, and how do you get creative? You know, I think that with automation, it, you know, it makes it easy for a lot of sales reps to just be lazy or, or, or yeah. marketers. And so with Sundos, uh, we, we kind of drive that creativity and, and help you stand out through that way, too. I love it, man, for sure. So, I mean, let's get into it. That's what we want to talk about with selling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things that, that you brought up, like, I really want to talk about a few different things, but let's start with just team selling mm-hmm. and get your thoughts on, on team selling and how that's best done and, and where that's going. Yeah, so I break up team selling um, into a couple different categories. So I'd say there's the um, exec selling, where how do you get your executives involved to sell? Um, How do you get your advisors and investors uh, involved to help sell with you? 
Um, and then really, how do you get your partners to sell with you? Um, and I think the, the, the fourth one, um, kind of customer selling, which I'd kind of bucket into like referral programs and advocacy. Um, so I think there's something there too, but um, focusing on those first three, it's something that was near and dear to my heart being that I was in sales before Sendoso. So then I've always kind of been sales driven. And so I've always thought, how do you, how do you do more with your, your network and social selling? And so those uh, three categories are the three areas that we've really invested in. And I'm happy to get into the weeds if, if you yeah. want. To let's that. do it, man. How do you, how do you cool. get investors involved in selling? Yeah. So, well, let's start with, uh, I'll, I'll start with investors and advisor selling. So yeah. um, we use this uh, tool called Cabal. It's uh, getcabal.com, C-A-B-A-L. Um, it was actually part of my inspiration uh, the founders took in terms of how we activated our advisor investors. So I think a lot of people have advisors and investors um, and they're kind of, you know, uh, on the outside, maybe you get maybe update them once a quarter or something. And so uh, we've purposefully, uh, well, I'll, I'll reach out and give them updates monthly, but I'll also uh, use this software to essentially ask for introductions into target accounts um, or existing customer accounts that we want to expand. And so I would say probably, uh, probably every uh, other day I'm making an introduction from one of our advisors or investors. So it is, it's real. It's a process now it's tracked through Salesforce. So you know, every, any given month, there's, you know, 20 or more um, advisor or investor introductions happening. And um, so it's been a it's a, been a great process that we've operationalized through Salesforce, through this other software. We've done training and enablement on it. And so now as part of the sales process, once you get an opportunity from uh, typically stage two to stage three, um, there's kind of a flag to say, hey, let's get uh, advisors and investors involved if we can. Awesome. Awesome. I love it, man. And then what about executives like yeah so yeah so executives is another one where we are actively trying to empower our uh, executives to uh, really make introductions and see how they can help um and so i think there's uh two things on the introduction side it's really how do you uh how did the sales team get good at you know tr tracking um you know uh, shared connections um checking with the team um creating a program so it's rinse and repeat and so it's not awkward for you know a you know an AE or uh, to go and ask our CTO for an introduction it's normal and it's happening every day so it becomes part of their process so i think that's the first part is really again training and enabling it so it doesn't feel awkward um, i think if you don't enable and train on it and you just let salespeople be salespeople they tend to not want to bug a you know a CMO or a CTO but we yeah. encourage them to bug th those people. We say the more you do that, the better. And in fact, in some cases, you have to do that to progress an opportunity through its stages. Um, so I'd say that's we're, we're overly uh, emphasizing the importance of that. Um, I think the other part uh, on that is bringing executives into sales uh, calls to help close bigger deals too. Whether it's you know a product leader to talk about product vision, whether it's you know, uh, our CTO to talk about security, whether it's, you know, our CMO to talk to a peer, um, whether it's me to talk about kind of the category and executive vision. And so we yeah. make ourselves very available and again, encourage the team to go and put, put calls on our calendar to talk with later stage deals for this. Um, and so it's not awkward, it's encouraged. And uh, we've seen a lot of success 
kind of building executive relationships by by way of bringing in more people than just you know the sales leaders yeah yeah so let me dig in just a little bit are you guys bringing them in like once they're at a certain stage in an existing opportunity or are you helping them source new ops um, or is it a little bit of both? A little bit of both. So there's kind of two programs. One is really how do you, uh, from an exec selling perspective, how do you leverage their network to get new introductions? And so I think that is uh, across the board being done both by SDRs and AEs, um, as well as how do you get more executive coverage uh, in an account uh, or more people on a buying committee. So even if we break into an opportunity, do we know someone that's the boss's boss or, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and, so, and so how do we network our way uh, through team selling into that account. So that's done. I would say opportunity, pre-opportunity and opportunity stage, you know, one one or two kind of in the discovery yeah. stage. Once it's in kind of negotiation, you know, uh, kind of final eval stage, maybe even into contract uh, pricing proposal stage, that's where we'll more uh, get the executives involved to talk about more of the product vision, the roadmap, the security, the how Sendoso uses Sendoso from an executive standpoint and really get them bought in on what's next, um, almost uh, kind of future selling them, uh, assumptively closing them, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man, I love it. So when you guys are, are selling to executives and you're bringing in other executives, what are some of the strategies, you know, you've talked about future selling, assuming mm -hmm. those, anything else you guys are doing around that? Um, you know, we do a fair amount of sendosoing to those people, so we get them as excited. So that's been working well for us as we get them bought yeah. it through uh, that. Um, you know, there's other, you know, executive uh, kind of field events that we're kicking off. Um, again, uh, we, we did virtual ones, but now we're kind of uh, bringing back some in-person ones as we can in certain areas. So I think that's a good way for us to bring back in some of these uh, executives into the meetings as well, too. Yeah, so you guys are doing physical events then again? Yeah, we are. We're actually at a trade show right now for Saster. Um, okay, yeah. There's some uh, kind of happy hour and other events surrounding that. We did a, a dinner uh, a couple weeks back. Um, I think we're doing some golf outing stuff. So trying to bring it back where appropriate. Awesome, man. Awesome. We're excited to get back. We're, we're doing uh, Silicon Slopes Tech Summit next month. And, oh, uh, cool excited to be at a physical event again yeah um yep. so i was gonna say the, the the last area that we've focused on for team selling is really our partner selling okay. and think, you know our partners are an extension of our team in my eyes because you know they are ultimately uh you know have skin in the game they partnered with us for a reason and so how do we get more out of them um and how do we return that favor and so We've used tools um, like Crossbeam and CoSell.io, um, and these t tools are helping with uh, finding overlaps through our CRM data, so we can see, hey, this this is a customer to us and a uh, you know a lead for you, or vice versa. Um, so it allows us to be much more data driven in terms of our uh, uh, partner selling motion. Um, and so, you know, an AE can, can, can go into a conversation with a much more data-driven approach saying, hey, here's, you know, a couple con uh, a couple people we need introdu introduced to this account that we know as a customer versus maybe years and years ago before those softwares existed, you'd kind of just have those calls where it's like, hey, let's, you know, download your CRM. And it was kind of, or like, hey, who can you introduce me to? And it's like, oh, we already, 
already customers with them. So it reduces some of the, the back and forth gets right down to, to business. Um, and then with that, the sales reps are, you know, doing uh, co-selling. Um, they're jumping on the calls with our partners. Um, we're also doing more workforce or sorry, workflow management. So we can see who we reach out to, who we haven't, has a partner been involved. Um, and so again, it, our ultimate goal is how do we rinse and repeat? And so for all those different areas, we've, we've kind of enabled the team to rinse and repeat in all of these um, and, and I personally think it's helped us tremendously. It's, you know, we're not selling alone anymore. And AE, you know, has, you know, a handful of different ways that they can now, you know, get that deal across the finish line. Yeah, no, what I love about your team selling everything you're laying out is, you know, we all know the buyers, they got more information than ever, like advantage. Mm-hmm. And we usually have, it depends on the, you know, the size of the deal and the size of the company, but it's usually not just one person making the call. Exactly. Like, like you got a bunch of people that are making the call on the other side. Like you need to be more than just a single AE or an mm-hmm. AE and an SDR going after the any of these deals if they're any size that's worth you know really going after. So I love it, man. Um, so let's talk about social selling for a little yeah. bit. You guys very active on social. Yep. Um, what are some of the the tactics and the strategies that that you guys are using? Yeah. So. Um... You know, we some of this. I'd say there's two different areas. One is how do we drive followership and awareness of our brand through social, and I think that comes with trying to think about brand awareness and investing in that, which also entails investing in content and um, you know creating fun videos, creating you know not just using stock images, but we have you know photographers on our team that are creating quirky pictures and stuff that we're posting, so yeah. it, it feels more real and authentic and. Um, so um, going above and beyond um, from a content perspective helps us get uh, better content out there, which then performs better. Um, I think we are uh, with our social selling uh, approach also trying to figure out ways where we can uh, make sure that we empower our SDRs and AEs and even CSMs to spend some of their day engaging on social. You know, we've got a couple AEs that I find posting a couple times a week, really thoughtful posts and, um, I'll shout them out saying, Hey, good job there. So I think it's, you know, can you time block a half hour to do, you know, uh, social activity, which might sound counterintuitive, uh, to some people, but we really promote that as a way to get our brand out there. And then, you know, there's, you know, I was, uh, at this Saster event yesterday and I time and time again, I was hearing, Hey, saw you, uh, post about this event, you're, or this podcast you're on, or I saw you you know, post about this and that. And so while it might not be as trackable in some cases to leads instantly, it yeah. it's that extra awareness that's going to give you that organic um, inbound that, you know, is, is much needed as you scale the company. I love it, man. I love it. So besides, you know, shouting people out, trying to give them some time, um, you know, what's the secret to getting your team like really excited about doing social because they, we all have a few people on every yeah. company that they're just going to do it no matter what and there's some that just aren't but there's this big group in the middle that given the right incentive or the right nudge they'll get they'll get involved yeah so we've uh in some cases uh we'll have uh, kind of like a contest raffle where it's like, Hey, post a social and we'll pick someone to give 250 bucks kind of thing. Okay. So we do that from time to time to kind of 
train for good behavior and get people incentivized to doing it. Um, so that works. Um, and I think, again, it goes back to creating authentic content or interesting announcements. I mean, you know, we yeah. had a ton of people share, you know, our, our 100 million uh, fundraise round, which is just like an, an obvious thing to share. But there's other campaigns where we highlighted a, I remember we did like a dog day campaign and people were sharing that like crazy. So I think it's just that authentic content that you can create and then make sure that you create a, a process where you're sharing that back. We have a, an all teams uh, Slack channel where we're dropping in, you know, posts saying, Hey, here's uh, an interesting post of the week. So getting people to realize it, the visibility and, and not, in, not expecting everyone just to be always following us on Twitter or, or LinkedIn yeah. every day, but to bring that content to where they are too. We also did sure. internal, you know, emails and, and newsletters also are sharing that uh, intra employees so that they can find those little tidbits of content to share too. Well, dude, I like it. You guys are hitting them, hitting your own employees as hard <laughs> as the rest of us. Yeah. So I like it, man. So let's talk about selling to executives. We hit on yeah. this a little bit, but um, you know, when you guys are selling to executives, you know, Sendoso, it's not like a $99 a month. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, you know, usually somebody's going to have to approve a little bit of budget. What have you guys found, especially you know, in the last year and a half, where like you're not going to be able to fly in necessarily and and meet with anybody face to face? How have you guys handled that? Yeah, so I think it's um, you know a mix of one being able to to really demonstrate value and really do good discovery um, prior to you know even bringing in other executives into the call. Uh, so I, we really have trained up on how do you. Uh, really understand the, 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 the business drivers for our customers. Um, I think it then goes to showing an ROI proof case. We've got lots of uh, customer case studies and testimonial videos and sharing stuff like that. Um, and, you know, being running a diligent process. I think it's, you know, where every process, every sales cycle is going to have, Hey, uh, here's, you know, executives that will co-sell with you, partners, advisors, are you checking those check boxes? So really uh, creating a strong uh, enablement team and uh, ops team that can make sure that we're running this process. So uh, I think it, you know, the best sales reps are doing things to engage execs. So they're, you know, using Sendoso or they're, you know, thoughtful with discovery, but how do we train and, and make sure that all the reps are doing that, I think is important. Yeah, I, I think it's important, especially on any bigger deals. Like I encourage our sales team, I'm like, dude, you got somebody like I'll sit down with them, you know, yeah. um, here's the, you know, here's the benchmark. And uh, as soon as we're there, like I'm there. Exactly. Um, but yeah, incentivizing the executives that everybody's on board with selling and then having the process in place. Uh, you know, you guys are a lot bigger. You guys are over 500 employees. We're much smaller than that at the moment, but uh yeah, just getting that process in place. I think, I think it, it goes a long way. And I think it's important to have that in your DNA in the beginning. So we were really early on, I was, you know, I was our first salesperson and yeah. I was always helping. And then when we continued to grow, we really wanted to ensure that we didn't lose that kind of exact touch. And so we continued to focus on making sure that, 
you know, as part of, you know, new sales training and, and new hires and everything, they know that we're approachable. And I probably get slacked, you know, 10 times a day by the sales team. And I'm like, I'm happy for that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's actually hard to, to, to um, really influence that kind of level of activity as I think a lot of other companies steer away from bringing their CEO in or, the CEO doesn't want that level of involvement. So it's hard to, to change behavior sometimes for AEs that have, you know, been told not to do that at places. Yeah, no, for sure. Like at certain places, it's just not an option to them. So they're not used to it. Exactly. Okay. So I want to hit one more thing before sure. we, before we break and that is marketing to marketers. Yeah. Um, I love that topic. Yeah. We, I mean, we sell to marketers mostly a little bit to sales, um, you guys sell a lot to, you know, marketing and sales. I've seen them both use Sendoso. Yep. Um, how do you guys get the marketer's attention? What are you guys doing? Yeah. So, um, let's see some things that come to my mind, uh, top of my mind. One is I'd say peer to peer storytelling, like getting marketers to tell their story on how they're using Sendoso. Um, I think we've got like six or 700 reviews on linked or on G2, and we have something like 60 or 70 case studies. So I think a lot of that marketers want to hear what other marketers are doing. And yeah. so we can capture that and make it easy to tell those stories. I think that's important. Um, on that topic too, we've really, we know we've got uh, a handful of different communities. We've got our own community. Uh, we've got, and then we participate in communities like Pavilion, which uh, used to be called uh, Revenue Collective. There's Peak, there's Rev Genius, there's Women in Revenue. And so these different communities we try to uh, be active in, um, which is, again, another area where marketers are talking to marketers. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, eating your own dog food, or, or I guess you could, I like to call it drinking our own champagne, but, you know, really <laughs> show, showcasing how we use Sendoso. Uh, is important. So our marketing team is kind of uh, has webinars um, and uh, shares content uh, monthly on the different ways that they're using the tool. And I think that, again, it kind of validates the use case and validates that for other marketers. I love it, man. I think uh, I like drinking your own champagne. We we believe in the same thing. Like chat funnels, center of all of our sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. and if we ever find like it's not part of a campaign that it can be like I'm the first one to be like, OK, like we need to either adapt this campaign or change something in product to make it work for it, um, because if we're not using it, nobody's going to use it. Yep. Um, I love it, man. So I appreciate the time, Chris. Thanks once again. If people want to get in touch with you and continue the conversation, what is the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, so if they're curious about Sendoso, you can go to sendoso.com. If you want to connect with me directly, I'm Chris, K-R-I-S, at sendoso.com, um, or add me on LinkedIn. Happy to chat there, too. Okay, thanks, Chris, and we'll chat later. Thanks, Billy. See you, man. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And for past episodes, go to chatfunnels.com slash podcast.